had to get ready. No, I you had to crack your knuckles. Had to crack my knuckles for the to physical get ready. endurance that the, is about to be the straight is red podcast. So much work, <laughs> physical labor that happens to make straight red. Direct from the straight red plex, it is, of course, Jeff Ross. And with me, as always, mm. Alex S. Kibler, who, I, I think people don't know this, for the entire year of 2008, lived off only Orville Redenbacher's microwave popcorn. Alex, how did you do it? As true as that was, this is the second week in a row that you didn't really say welcome to straight red. That's because I'm going to do it after I do my bit. This, do you know how to make a podcast? I edit this. I have to edit this I'm dribble. telling you, <laughs> if you let me do it right, I'm going to be beautiful. You know, I used to wear bow ties until I had someone tell me that when I grow up, I'm going to look like Orville Redenbacher. Welcome to Straight Red, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You're right. I like your version better. That's it's, good. It's so much better. It's nice. It's yeah. so much better. You, you act like I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> over here. I have my moments of brilliance. Yeah. Notice he never answered how he lived an entire year off of popcorn. No, I mean, popcorn, uh, I mean, it gets in your teeth. That's the worst part, is getting out of your teeth all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst part. I think so. Not, mean, the not the rickets malnu- you had. Yeah, not malnutrition or any of those other things. He had rickets. It was terrible. <laughs> Donovan rickets? No, boo! <laughs> boo, rickets! MLS puns. MLS puns. It's a vitamin D deficiency. Yeah. <laughs> if you go out in the uh, sun, that'll about cure it. Yeah. Well, we're in week two of the 2015 <gasps> Major League Soccer season. That is awesome. That is fantastic. I'm still not over the fact that we're playing games. I know. Games are hot and or heavy. Some are just heavy, oh, some are just hot. Gross. <laughs> gross. <laughs> now, as luck would have it on this particular match day, mm. both Alex S. Kibler and I were at the New York City FC versus New England Revolution match, the inaugural home match oh, Jeff. for NYCFC. And I was nowhere near Alex Kibler. It was great. Oh, yeah, that's the best part in your book is that mm. you were nowhere near me. Mm-mm-mm. Thank goodness for your eardrums, I guess, is what I'm supposed to say. Uh, I, I hugged a small Hispanic woman behind me. Did she consent to that? Did she, she smiled. Oh, I don't... oh no. Oh, no. We're gonna it was after letters. David Villa scored. If it was mutual. Everybody was on board. Can I say this about that particular game at Yankee Stadium? I was very pleased and very impressed with the 43,000 folks who were actually there. I was, too. And I've heard you will read disparate reports on the type of crowd and the sort of the level of involvement of the team. But I would tell you that... All you need to watch are the highlights, and when you're watching them, pay attention to every time an NYCFC attacking player enters the wing or or charges down the middle. Everyone stands up. All you can ask for, you can't, you're not going to expect every single uh, customer in those stands, every single fan. Customer. Well, they are customers. (laughs) You can't, you can't have customers and fans of this new franchise know every single chant from moment one that's that's an unreasonable expectation but what you can expect for them to do is to pay attention because a lot of times when you go to sporting events only about half of the crowd is paying attention and i will tell you what that was a very involved crowd that that crowd cared a lot about what was happening on the pitch this is a team that for all intents and purposes you said it right of course i did there was a great reddit article the other day and it was about things that you learned at an embarrassingly late age 
and it was amazing. And one of them was was all intents and, and purposes instead as opposed to intensive purposes. But there was another one. Apparently, there this one guy knew some people and. Instead of you know how you say behaved like if you're being a kid you're you're behaving or you're not behaving or you're mm. misbehaving they thought being haved was a thing so like are you oh, being haved like it was a verb yeah it's not though and two different words <laughs> yes oh, <laughs> were I you being see. haved today I can see that mistake though I can, I can you <laughs> I can see that I did not make that particular right. mistake but for all intents and purposes. <sighs> This is a team that didn't exist two and a half weeks exactly, ago. Exactly, exactly. You get 43,000 people to show up in the Bronx in a baseball stadium to watch a soccer team. On a cold day. On a cold day. It was a high of, what, 45, yeah. if that. Yeah. Very windy. You get them to show up. They cheered. They were there. They supported the team. Now, I do have to say, having gone to this game, somehow... They seemed unprepared for the amount of people that showed up. Security was very slow. And the thing that boggled my mind, the Yankees play here. Yeah, They well, sell this stadium out all the time. Yes. Haven't they figured this out? How to get people in? Four minutes before kickoff, I was still stuck outside of the stadium. Were you really? We I luckily was. got in fairly, fairly quickly. I think part of it as well is that uh, the fans are starting to learn, or they need to learn, which that they can use every, any gate that they want to learn, but also they had those new metal detectors because you know it's like Fort Knox or something, and not just a sporting event, and they have to have metal detectors. Like I, I swear, when we went to uh, Orlando, that I went through not nearly as no. rigorous of a inspection at LaGuardia Airport. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I did uh, ask to the assembled crowd if we were going to have to take off our shoes, which did get a decent laugh from the people. Who <laughs> that's all that matters. That's get all the good that matters. Well, when I'm uh, uh, frustrated, that's all I want. Yeah. All I want is that laugh. But I will say this: the security there was very TSA-like, and I don't understand why. Red Bull Arena does not have it that way. No, they don't. You do not have to do that there. You don't have to do that in any other sporting stadium that I've been to. It took a very, very long time. But I was in. I went to the game. It was very entertaining. New York FC won. New England somehow didn't put away any of their chances. They had plenty. In the first half, they had tons of chances. Tons of chances. They They put away a single one. New England is going to be really interesting to watch this season because, well, especially if you don't... I know that... um, Jermaine Jones is nursing an injury. Yeah, and when he comes back, it will be a, a renewed team. Yeah, but when he's out of that side, they They're look great to- going forward and they look terrible in defense. That uh, They looked... New York had, I think, nine or ten shots on target. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that's the second half, obviously, when Kyrie Shelton, first-team ginger, and, frankly, game-changer came on the pitch. That's two weeks in a row for him. It, it, really. He, he looked amazing. Um, but I think New England can still beat a lot of teams, and I think they just need to gel. They need to put away some of their chances. They did, especially in the second part of the first half. Towards the end of the half, they had many chances in front of the goal that they all just ached to be put into the back of the net, and none of them got converted. The New York attack is really coming together. It is coming together. I am looking forward to seeing what this looks like with Frank Lampard in it as well. Oh, it's going to be a very dangerous that. attack. But I will say this. This was my concern down in Orlando. It continues to be my concern on their time back. That defense in New York needs some help. It does. It really does. And I think it's... What you saw against, well, it's going to be interesting, though, as well, because we play on a very narrow pitch. Uh, it's very only narrow. 70 yards wide, uh, it, meaning... Isn't that the minimum? It is the minimum. It's the FIFA regulation That's minimum. The minimum. And I think it's interesting because you saw a lot of crosses coming in from wide areas. And I think we need to do a better job of, of, of shutting those down. And even before the red card in the second half, I thought you saw that. I think Jason Christ lit into the, the, the fullbacks about that at the half. But... 
New York can score, but they sure as uh, heck don't look great in defense either. Neither team did. I still maintain they need to sign an additional player in defense, and I hope they have some kind of target in mind for the summer transfer window. I would agree yes, with that, New but let me say well, this. Hold on, hold on, okay. hold on, All Alex right. Kibler. Okay. It's like, yes, you play New England, and New England is still a bit in preseason form. You were able to take advantage of that. Yeah. When you have to play Seattle or L.A. or somebody like that, they are going to tear that apart. They are, but I don't think it's the center back's fault. I think Hernandez and Winger looked okay. I put the blame more at the feet of Jeb Brofsky and, and, uh, and um, Williams on the other uh, fullback position because they did allow a lot of crosses into the box. Um, and frankly, I don't think uh, Jacobson, Grabavoy, and especially Velasquez did anything really on defense either. Velasquez is a very attacking-minded player, and he's small, of course, so he's not super physical in defense. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about their defense, as good as they look going forward. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. I will say this, Kyrie Shelton, as you already mentioned, a first-team ginger. What a substitute. Fantastic super sub. Comes in, changes the game. There's two games in a row for yeah, him yeah. where the game changes as soon as he enters the match. He forced a red card. Yeah, he did. Within what? Was he plays that, soccer 30, like Emmett seconds? Smith plays football. It was beautiful It's to amazing. Beautiful to watch. I've said it to anyone who's willing to listen to me. A couple weeks he's going to start. I don't think Jason Christ starts him this coming week, this away game that they have. I don't think he does there either. But he may be bringing him in a bit earlier. Well, maybe. He's, he's going to be a starter on this team, and he's going to really make things happen. But I also want to give some credit to Patrick Mullins playing against his former team. Uh, didn't really want him to go, by the I way. I know. They did leave him unprotected in the expansion draft, which clearly was a mistake. Yes. But he comes in, steps on the pitch, first touch, <laughs> first touch goal. scores a goal. That's unbelievable, isn't it? That's what a time ano- to be alive. What a time to be alive. <laughs> That's another guy on this team. That and Jason Christ is in an enviable position. He has offensive options. He does, but what, two of those options are Medi Bellucci and Sebastian Velasquez, who in the last two weeks have done basically nothing. Well, Bellucci, you sit. Uh, Bellucci, you cut. Frankly, <laughs> fair enough. Frankly, okay, you yeah. keep Velasquez. I, I think Velasquez has value. I think it does I, I, too. I would, I would cut Bellucci, but. But more value to this lineup right now than Kyrie Shelton? Surely they're just trying to work him into the fitness levels. They don't think he's got the fitness. Exactly. You would think that. And Patrick Mullins is also a young player. Let's not forget, he's a young man as well. I mean, he has more professional experience than Shelton does, but he's a young man. Sure. And you have David Villa, who you have to play. Yeah. And And earned it. And earned it. Don't get me wrong. Let's be honest here. He played... I think he has now learned what his role is within this offensive attack. Oh, he's ready now. Because he stayed way more in the traditional number nine role in Orlando, and there wasn't a lot of creativity going forward. You saw him dropping way further back, and I think that was probably a point of emphasis for the team leading up to this match this week. Mm-hmm. Um, created a lot more. Good. That give and go with Grabovoy on the... Uh, oh, with. Yeah. And he loved playing in front of those guys. Oh, he really did. And they love him. That that building almost shook to the ground when he scored. It was impressive. But we've talked a lot about New York in this game. I know we do have other games to move on to, but I do want to say a little bit about New England. Yeah. New England, a team that I still think is a dangerous team. Oh, of course they're a dangerous team. I still think they're a dangerous team. They had one of those shots, should have been a goal, if it wasn't for Josh Saunders playing out of his mind. How did he do that? You're talking Josh, about the header. The, I'm uh, about the header uh, that Josh Saunders somehow stopped. Poor Juan Agudelo. What has he got to do? Juan Agudelo actually played, I think, very well in this I think game. he did, yeah. Especially considering he hasn't really played much yeah, in exactly. the past, like, I don't know, 10 months. I find it interesting, though, because 
Charlie Davies, where does Charlie Davies fit in this, in this lineup now that Agadello is... Well, they seem to be playing the same position. They do. twice now where they've subbed each other out. Yeah, but I also am not sure that that's... I don't know if it's wisest. I think you need to find a way to get both Charlie Davies and Juan Agadello on you the, have on the to, field right? at the same time. Kellen Rowe had a lot of chances, but do you put... Do you put um, do you put Agadello out wide and let Charlie Davies play the traditional up top spot? That might be the way to do it. I, I don't I, know I, how I think else you you're going to do you it. You need to find a way to get both of those guys out there on the same field I at the same agree. time. Uh, I understand the reasoning behind why they're like for like subs right yeah. now, but as the season drags on, uh, I think they need to find a way to get them both in the field at the same time. And Jermaine Jones, when he comes back. Is going to be a difference maker. Lee Wynn got some minutes in this game. He did. Still clearly not back to full fitness. No. But when he is back to full fitness, it's a different team. I still think New England's a good team. I know they have five goals against and zero that they've scored. It does They're not, in last place in the league. They're at the bottom of the table. Oddly enough, top of the table in the East, right? I know it's week two. Top of the table in the East, New York City FC, number two, Orlando. Yep, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a postcard. I'm gonna write that down. Write that down. Mail it to myself in the future because it won't stay that way. No, <laughs> but, but week two, uh, very very interesting. But we had other big games. I know this is one that you really really wanted to talk about. So oh let's just gosh. go ahead and talk about it. What is happening in Utah? Ooh boy, Real Salt Lake, Philadelphia. I don't know if you had a chance to see the game, Gingers, but Alex Kibler is hot and bothered about it. Uh, it was an outrageously good match to watch if you're a neutral fan. And probably an outrageously bad match to watch if you <laughs> care about one of the teams because there was a lot of soft goals in that match. I don't know about the um, calls there, but that's a discussion. Well, let, I mean, but clearly the elephant in the room for this game is the penalty at the end of the match. That last penalty seemed... Okay, can I say soft? Is that fair? I don't... I feel like... Marisa Du was welcoming someone warmly into his home. That's essentially what happened in the penalty box, and it got <laughs> called as a penalty. And I don't understand how that happened. I don't understand. It, it's 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 really embarrassing. It really is. That's embarrassing um, for the league that that was a, a game that people were turning in, the tuning into with with quite a few numbers. Um, I just. When you see a match like that, and let me tell you right now, Philadelphia, we talked about this last week. Philadelphia we looked good going forward. They just couldn't put them away they last did. week. And. Aristigueta, I butchered that again. I, We're both doing it wrong. He looked good. He looked really good. I get why um, he gets that DP money. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so I, you know, I, I still think I, I think there's a lot of people who um, look at Philly and they they don't see the the pr- the promise there. And I think if you look at this match and you see Philadelphia going forward and you see how they wound up having a draw wow. uh, on a bogus penalty, bogus um, against a solid team in Salt Lake City, I, I think you've got to be optimistic if you're Philly. At you the beginning be of the optimistic. season, I'm not sure that I I had them in the playoff hunt, but I sure as heck do now. You have to be optimistic about it, but I understand if you're a Philly fan, you're cautiously optimistic. This is sure. a team that has shown promise on many a season. Actually, I would say in every season they've played, yeah. there have been these moments, these bright moments where it looks like this is really going to happen. So I, I get a Philly fan's reluctance right now. Sure. Listen, they didn't win. You know, like I get their reluctance to get on board. It, do, it did look promising. It, did, it was a promising performance. The DP maybe was money well spent. Certainly. Scoring two goals away is... Im- I'm sorry. Scoring goals away is impressive. Mm-hmm. Scoring it against Nick Romando specifically... Yeah. Three of them. Is impressive. It's very impressive. Oh, I'm just talking about the DP here. Oh, okay. Sorry. Is impressive. Yes. 
He's one of, if not the best keepers in the league. Oh, he's the best keeper in the league. I don't think that's a, the question. And if you can put anything beyond him at home for him, yeah, that's impressive. I do have to give Real Salt Lake this credit. My understanding is they have yet to lose a home opener. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't know that. I had not heard that uh, I'm statistic. sorry, in uh, Rio Tinto. In the riot. Okay, In the got riot. It. They've, but still. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Impressive. Yes. I don't think anybody has anything like that unless the no. stadium's brand new. Exactly. Like, I guess first Orlando hasn't let anyone beat them in the Citrus Bowl, but uh, they've played one game. You know who else hasn't uh, let anyone beat them in the home opener? Uh, New York City FC. And he found a way uh, to bring listen. it all back. <laughs> to bring it all back. I know you had a lot of thoughts about RSL, but I, I have to because it's still bottling my ahead. mind. Seattle, San Jose. Did you watch this? I did. I watched, well, I watched um, the second half of it. Mm-hmm. And... I, you when you look at a team like Seattle, you say, how do they not win every single match that they play? Because you they see the quality so in that team. Much, uh, by the way, we both took Seattle to win this game. We did, yeah. We, we certainly did. And we'll get more into our picking uh, scenarios later on. But um, I tell you, if there's a player... I've given Wando a lot of grief in the past on this show. But if there's a player who can punish you if you make a mistake, Wando. it's Chris Wondolowski. Wando. I mean... He single-handedly, basically, I mean, he, did, he didn't waste those chances. Those chances get wasted by a lot of forwards in this league, but mm-hmm. not by Chris Wondolowski. Now, for those of you gingers who are longtime listeners of this show, I am a fan <laughs> of Chris Wondolowski. But for exactly that reason, he punishes other teams' mistakes. Yeah. He yeah. really does. That's why he has double-digit goal numbers year after year after year. Yeah. He's somehow always in the right place at the right time. I understand the criticism of Wondolowski. Sure. I'm not here to apologize for them. He is a poacher as far as a striker is mm-hmm. concerned. But let's face it. That gets them wins. And let's not forget on this match, though, too, that uh, San Jose had a man sent off in the 52nd minute. That's what keeps blowing my mind that Seattle lost this game at home in spite of a Clinton Dempsey goal scored so quickly that I actually did not see it. I was getting chips. Yeah. Well, from I mean, my pantry. Chips are important. It's getting chips from my pantry and I missed this goal because it happened in what? The 28th <laughs> second? Yeah. It was unbelievably. It's early. incredible. Yeah. And then, but correct then, me if I'm wrong, Obafemi Martins also scored. So the did. people who were supposed to score goals for Seattle scored their goals. Yeah. Wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And it was basically because of individual efforts from Wondolowski and from Innocent Imagara, who is, once again, one of the great names at MLS. Great names. Innocent and, and a be- great goal. Did you see the goal? goal? A tremendous goal, yeah. Great goal. I'm becoming a fan of Innocent Imagara. And that's when they were shorthanded. So that was, I mean, great team effort and great individual effort from a few people for San Jose. Amazing stuff. Does Dominic Kinnear have this team playing better than they've ever played? Mm. Now, I'll admit, I don't follow San Jose all that closely. I have certainly seen many a San Jose game, but not all of them. But they look so sharp they in this did. game. I, I, I think... Or were they getting up because they were playing Seattle? Well, it, it, that may be that, but I also think that what you're seeing is when Chris Wondolowski is having a good night, they're pretty tough to beat. And if you give them opportunities like mm-hmm. Seattle did, they're really mm-hmm. tough to beat. But I'll also say I don't think their link-up play has been overly impressive to me. And so for a fair team enough, that, that plays a sound game at the back, they're still going to struggle to go forward, I think. I mean, I think they're going to be in almost every game that they play. True. But I don't see them as winning the West or anything like that. 
way better than they looked under Mark Watson. I'll oh, tell I you would that agree much. with that wholeheartedly. I yes. think uh, having Dominic Kinnear there is by itself a huge upgrade. Yeah. Innocent Amagara, a player I knew nothing about before he signed. Except his sweet, sweet name. Great name. Also discovered <laughs> he is a Swiss international player, despite being born you in Nigeria. You told me that. Yeah, yeah. I looked into it. I know these things. Swiss. Plays for Switzerland. Switzerland's a country. Yeah, it is. I've heard of that. Looked real good. Yeah, he, he looked did. real good. Money well spent. Money well spent. And I have to give credit to the front office, whoever their scouting team is, the, the teams that can find these players that no one, I shouldn't say no one's right. ever heard of, but these like obscure players, oh, he plays on some bizarre Swiss team you've never heard of. Exactly. And you discover that this is the type of guy who would excel in MLS, which is itself a bizarre league. And who can make an immediate impact in the second week of the season. Immediate impact. Another player like that is uh, Fernando Adi, who plays yes. for the Portland Timbers, yeah. who had a very good game, which we'll he really talk to did. you br- about briefly. Uh, how did you find this man? You know, uh, that's, that's, that's impressive to me. Yeah. That's impressive. Not every MLS team has no. scouting like this. Certainly not. But some of them do, and apparently San Jose is one of them. Yeah, some other scores from around the league. Uh, Houston, uh, zero. Orlando, one. I have to say this. I know everyone has seen it. I had to watch this replay yeah. about ten times. Yeah. I'm still bewildered. Tyler Derrick, both of us, I think, took him as MVP last week. I, I did. And, and in that game, he played, played well. very yeah, well. Exactly. Let's not, let's not pretend that he played a bad game. He did not. But this moment, this one moment, touch in this, this league. One, oh, that's all it took. Yeah, it really was. And I think it was just a, a, a split second mental mistake. He thought he was punching away, and he literally punched the ball into his own goal. Yeah, he really did. Of course, if he didn't touch that ball at all, that was a goal anyway. And frankly, it would have been a penalty and a penalty kick because he was. Pulling on that guy. I'm not saying that Orlando are going to look poor going forward, but let me say this. Orlando has scored a goal off of a severe deflection and off a gift from the keeper this season. We need to see more from them. We need to see more from what they've done so far. Chicago nil, Vancouver won. That not game was played surprised. at Toyota Park. I, how not can surprised. you be surprised that Chicago loses? I mean... The fans deserve better. Those players deserve really better. Do. I, I, I don't know what's going on there, but Vancouver deserved that win. If anything, they deserved another goal. Chicago had more possession, but it's one of those things where, you, you know, you, you had, they got outshot. They got outshot on target. I, I, I want to see better from Chicago. I really do. We all do. The city of Bridgeview would love it if they did better. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, okay, cool. Um, let's see. Columbus 2, Toronto FC nil. We picked it. I think you just you picked it, actually. I picked hashtag new crew. You did. Yeah. Kai Kamara had a great uh, goal celebration. You see that? Oh, Kamara's? it was tremendous. It was I was so happy to see that. So, so good. Toronto looked really good for 45 minutes, and then they got a red card. Yeah. And that was it, the end exactly, of it. Exactly, yeah. That was it, the end of it. I thought Josie Altidore would score anyway. It was... Not going to happen. FC Dallas 3, Sporting KC 1. That game was at Toyota Stadium. Oh, it look. Oh, we figured it out. It's Park Stadium. No, we and didn't then figure f- out anything. No, the field app is, told me. <laughs> uh, field is uh, San Antonio. I looked it up after we had the last discussion. Cool. Anyway, FC Dallas. The they young, look good, man. They look good. Those young men are playing. And then Blas Perez, yes. who's got to be like 34. He yeah. has to be the oldest player on that team. They're just so lethal going forward. I mean, they were out-possessed by a fair margin. Uh, against Kansas City, but still, I mean... Dom you, Dwyer needs to settle down. He really does. <laughs> when you put away the chances like they did, what are you going to do, right? Well, true, true. Oh, and then Portland 2, LA Galaxy 2. What an ending. Wow. First of all, Fernando Adi, 
Legit. Absolutely legit. legit. I, there are people who get on his case a lot, think he isn't worth the money, etc., etc. I think he's worth Look at every this game. Dime. Exactly. Look worth at every this dime. game. I think he was worth it last season. He's definitely worth it this season. I would agree with that. He made those happen. He almost got them a win. Yet once again, much like last season, the LA Galaxy are just f- refusing to lose games. And Alan Gordon once again scoring goals at incredibly opportune times. Why did San Jose let him walk away? I Can don't someone remind that. me of Was this? Was he not unprotected in the expansion draft? They let him walk out the door. No, I'm for saying nothing. LA I think LA left him unprotected for the expansion Somehow draft. Somehow they know that no one else values Alan Gordon. Which is a joke. He saves LA time and time again. We're in season two of this. People forget he used to be an LA Galaxy player from yeah. his San Jose days. He's worth every penny, which probably isn't even that much. No, probably not. Speaking of California, California crappy segue. If you don't say it, <laughs> it's when you say you're more the segues, disappointed in me uh, referencing my segues so than much my actual terrible segues. I think uh, it's I, listen. I just I'm in on the joke. That's that's what I'm trying to portray here. I don't know. I okay, think there's fair a enough. confidence issue here. Um, I think we're in the thick of MLS expansion right now. Don't think. It's true. It's actually happening. It's true. MLS made an unusual step where they released, they had a press release saying that we're in advanced talks with Minnesota yeah. United FC. Unusual to say that you're having a discussion about expansion? Yeah, but they also, like, you saw articles last summer about Dude. Chevy Hernandez being, uh, you know, heavily rumored. They, they're they not afraid to make a headline. Right now, headlines for MLS are good. Headlines are good. I will say this. From my perspective, that means Minnesota United FC has the next expansion slot. And good for them. Oh, I think they definitely do, yes. Good for them. As you know, Gingers, I've decided to start following Minnesota United Ooh. FC. And it looks like it's already paying off. My fandom is already <laughs> paying off. Your, the heavy weight of your influence <sighs> My is influence being brought is so to bear strong. on the league. I'm just so glad that MLS is not going with the Vikings. Oh, me too. I'm so excited about I that. I thought that was going to be a mess. Yeah. An right. absolute mess. It would I be... think what you're learning right now is that if you're an expansion bid, you've got to have either money, a prestige, or an outdoor soccer-specific stadium. You have to have two of them. You have to have two of those you have three two things. Of the three things. And if you have two of those three things, you're in good uh, you're in good stead. Minnesota United FC has money because yep. they're connected to the Minnesota Twins and also I think some of the Timberwolves owners. So they have yeah. money, and they have that new outdoors plan and right next to the target outdoor... uh, the target field. At that point, it's tough to take on. Uh, it's tough for the Vikings to take that on. It's like yes, the Vikings have a brand new stadium, yeah. but it's a football stadium, all right. And they don't have prestige. They don't have an existing team. I think this is also what hurt the Vikings. There's an existing team here. Mm-hmm. Although that didn't stop Atlanta. No. Atlanta, the Silverbacks, played Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. And there's an Atlanta MLS team coming. Although I would say Arthur Blank seems to be more well-positioned to be an MLS owner than Ziggy Wilf and his mm-hmm. ownership mm-hmm. group over there in the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I can talk about this for ages. Minnesota United <laughs> FC, He's congratulations. He's a Midwestern, everyone. Midwesterner. Yeah. Minnesota United FC, congratulations to you. I feel bad for people who have to play there both in March and in November. Yeah. It's going to be a snowstorm. It's going to be pretty terrible, I think. It's going to be pretty terrible, yeah. <laughs> but it'll be an advantage to the home side. Congratulations to them. There is no official press release yet, but they're sticking with their 30 to 45 day announcement. I expect we'll hear something very soon, very official. However, what does this mean for Sacramento Republic? That's my FC? question. I, I, you, I think if you're Don Garber and if you're the league, 
the welcome mat is wearing a bit thin for David Beckham in Miami. Mm -hmm. And when I I say that, what I mean is, Mm -hmm. if you're Sacramento, you have to hope they have gotten this wrong or haven't done enough in the amount of time that they've had that you can sort of sneak your way in there. But I will also say this. I don't think that we're going to stop at 24 teams. I don't think so. I don't think that the plan was really ever to stop at 24 teams. The goal was, you know, 24 teams by 2020 or whatever. But listen, if you do 30 teams, three divisions, you play everyone in your division twice, and you pay everyone else once, that's 36 games. That's a season. You can play that from March to October or March to November. You can do that. That that will work as a as a as a as a league, and it's big enough. This country's big enough to warrant that many teams. Every other major league in North America has thirty teams yeah. or more. Yeah. yeah, I don't see why major league soccer can't. I agree. I know some have gotten concerned about stretching the talent. Uh, there's a lot of available talent there. There's ways to fix this, namely increasing the salary cap. And there's already more money in the in the league than there was very recently. I don't see major league soccer turning down investment groups who are saying, "Please take our one hundred million dollars." Yeah, I, would I just don't. That. I don't yeah. think this league is at a place right now where they can honestly say to a group that has the cash has a stadium, has a team, and say, oh, no, thank you. Now, let me say this about Sacramento Republic FC. Their mayor, the mayor of Sacramento, said, we're still doing this. Yeah, yeah. We're still pushing for it. Yeah. And they feel that they've had every indication that they are still in consideration, and they seem to believe that the league will be expanded beyond 24 teams. Does that mean that Beckham gets pushed back? I, I don't think so. I think Beckham goes right. He's the next one. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I've got two reasons to believe that. One, lest we forget, as Alex S. Kibler would it's say. It's my favorite phrase. You Listen, I, I want you, you guys to know, when he said, lest we forget, I was just about to drink some bourbon. You can hear the little tinkle of the ice there. And I was like, no, I must address this. He, addressed he, he said it. my phrase. I did say your phrase. When David Beckham signed with the league back in 2007, it was a part of his contract that he could get a discounted price yes. for an expansion team. So my understanding well, specifically in Miami though if I'm if I'm mistaken that wasn't what the contract said. Okay. He ultimately chose Miami. Right. But that wasn't what the contract said. Okay. That's my understanding. However, the league is contractually obligated to honor this yeah, particular yeah. thing. Now I imagine it's not an infinite timeline there's right, exactly. some kind of limit yes. here. But I believe that David Beckham will get it figured out. My last understanding about it is that the city of Miami is pushing a parcel of land that's next to the new Marlins Stadium. The problem with that parcel of land, it's very far from downtown. It doesn't have public transportation, et cetera, et cetera. I do believe that they will figure it out. I know I'm in the minority in the internet community of MLS fans, but yeah. I do believe they'll figure it out because there's too much money at stake. There's a lot of money involved there. And if David Beckham becomes a, an owner... And I believe he will soon. Mm -hmm. If he becomes an owner, that by itself will draw top-notch players to the league. I'm sure you read this And also, it will increase by infinite percent the number of underwear models in the ownership groups in MLS. So many more underwear models (laughs) in the ownership group. Allegedly, Cristiano Ronaldo, when his contract is up in 2018, is coming to the United States. I mean, if he's good enough. I mean... He'll be 33. Let me see him play. He's great now. I would Good abs. think that he would still be great because we have a Ballon d'Or winner in Kaká who won back in 2007. And he seems to still be good. Okay. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I can see Cristiano Ronaldo, who is still in contention every year for best player in the world. Yeah, he in fact just won the Ballon d'Or. Uh, and he could do it again. Yeah. Mistakenly, I will okay, have you know. Okay, here we go. I would have had him third on my list. Oh my goodness, here yes, it is. Yes, he scored more goals than Messi, but how many of those were for the penalty spot? Messi does not take PKs for Barcelona. Let's Let's not forget that. He almost said. Manuel Neuer. He almost said. I did. Listen, lest stop. we forget, <laughs> Manuel Neuer himself. had the best season of any player in. in They're not going to give him, but they should have. Oh, that's they should have. And if they Here's were measuring this, if they were, were measuring, off. wait, no, 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 one oh. more thing. If they were measuring it also from, I don't know, August 2013 to uh, to to June 2014, I think it's Luis Suarez. But you can't buy the guy and then get the Ballon yeah, d'Or. That, that's, that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. He 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 uh, effed up. I agree. I don't want to be bleeped, so I said effed up. You did. Listen, you've been bleeped like two weeks in a row. That has a lot to do with you, who edits this. You're a potty mouth, and you can't you can't be around children. Potty mouth. I was gonna make a joke. It only (laughs) it only uh, it only ruined me. So the point I'm trying to make: Cristiano Ronaldo at age 33 may still be a great player. Yeah. And if he's gonna come in, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in. To a Miami team, which well, would be starting around then. Well, let's look at it. Let's well, look he's at it. not going to go to a Colorado or a Columbus. He's no one of these players. Guys, he's a player who's going to say, "I want to go to New York or L.A." One of those Miami. Te- Miami could be one of those teams. Seattle may be appealing enough at that yeah. period of time. It'll. He'll want to go if he goes at all. If he follows through on what is rumored that he'll just write out his Real Madrid contract and just walk away at a free transfer. By the way. That'd be a free transfer. What a pickup for somebody. Huge pickup for whoever signs him. Um, he's probably going to go to a big market team. I don't. I, don't I would assume so. A small market team. Although if he went to a small market, he would own that town. He would. He absolutely would. He'd be the king of Columbus. <laughs> what does that say or about wherever. him as a person? Or wherever, or wherever. Yeah, yeah. Columbus, mind, listen. Terry Henry, who when he retired was fifty-seven years old, was still. <laughs> The best player in the league. Yeah. So it's not impossible for a player in their mid-30s. Uh, uh, Robbie Keane's in his mid-30s right now, and he looks fantastic. I would agree with that. I think that type of... All the players that you just mentioned are very good technically. They didn't rely on pace for their game. True. They, they rely on great, great technical ability, great footwork, uh, great vision uh, for a lot of the players that you just, just named. Uh, I'm unabashedly a fan. I'm a messy guy when it comes to the Ronaldo conversation, but having Ronaldo in this league would be absolutely ridiculous. So I think Miami goes after Minnesota United FC, and I have a feeling uh, in my back pocket somewhere that a stadium deal is actually pretty close in Miami. I hope so. I I think a stadium deal is pretty close, and they'll get that done. And because Miami fans... Feel like so crapped on by yeah. everybody else telling them that Miami is a black hole and MLS will fail there again. We met some guys. We met some guys from at, Southern in Orlando. Region. Yeah, it was awesome. But there is this feeling that they have that like everyone says that your town's worthless and you're not going to show up. That they'll show up in force. I the really hope so. The fact that Orlando can show up in force exactly. leads me to believe that Miami can show up. in I force. absolutely agree. A, with you. More cosmopolitan city than Orlando yeah. is. Yeah, they should be able to do a better job as long as that stadium gets built in the right place. Then I think Sacramento goes as team number twenty-five. Mm-hmm. So don't forget LAFC is coming in. Yeah, in yeah exactly. And Atlanta as well. Uh, I could see that happening, but Sacramento. I think has earned it. I think they're going to continue earning it. They will get a stadium. 20,000 fans showing up in the preseason. That's not a mistake. That's not a fluke. Right. I agree with you. There's something there. I agree. And best of luck to it. Yeah. Um, speaking of teams that got uh, stadium deals, 
Awkward pause for no, that segue. No, no, you just go for it. Seattle, the Seattle Sounders. The outliers of the soccer-specific stadium world. They are. They're the only ones who earn being outliers. Exactly. I was hoping you were going to say that. They extended their lease at CenturyLink Field an additional 10 years to their existing agreement, which was significant anyway. Yeah. That's going to push them to 2028. Yes. 2028. I have a lot of thoughts about this. First of all, they need a big house. They need a big house. They're averaging almost 40,000 fans a game, which puts them in the top 30 in global Which is amazing. And that building, I mean, lest we forget, there it is. Uh, is. If you're playing our home game, that's where I said lest we forget. It has Um, a little cartoon, Alex Kibler, the home game. (laughs) It really does. Uh, No, no one would buy it. that stadium was also built with soccer in mind. It, it, True. It was designed to house um, soccer in just as good of capacity as it houses football. Uh, American football, I mean. Um, what isn't great in that stadium is the, is the actual pitch itself. It's, it's, you've heard it from a lot of different Seattle players. Um, it's one of those things where they can afford now, they can leverage that building to get a better surface in that stadium. Allegedly, the turf is now going to be replaced every four years. Yeah. We'll see if that pans out. I also want to keep in mind, and people who live in Seattle would know this, when they first were talking about building the stadium and when they tore down the kingdom, the talk was about having a natural grass field, which never happened. With modern uh, irrigation and drainage, you could have a natural grass field in Seattle. But they didn't do it. No. They didn't do it. They went with artificial. It's cheaper. Yeah. It's cheaper. And also, I think, is in many ways, a better service for American football than natural grass. I wouldn't disagree with that, I guess. It's different, certainly. It's different, and it doesn't get the it same wear It has a bigger impact. I don't know why soccer. I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable there, but it has a, a bigger impact on soccer. It really does. I'll say this. So you go to 2028. I'm going to make this prediction right now, and all of you can write this down. Yeah. Seattle Sounders is going to be the first MLS team that's going to pull NFL attendance numbers now they do it occasionally during the regular season they got a couple of big games they'll pull sixty thousand plus yeah they're gonna be the the first and last team that's gonna fill that stadium the entire regular season i am already as an american proud of what that team does and the the fans that go to those matches the more when and and we've talked about this in previous pods that we now are being broadcast as a league in way more countries than we have been in the past in mm-hmm. Europe and in the mm-hmm. UK. Um, that's what you want to have be on television when those countries tune in. Raucous, packed crowds of people watching the game that they really love. They will be. I mean, the I think the Seattle match outdid the um, the Barca match in in England the other day, which is amazing. Wrap your head around that. I know it's just an incredible statistic. Wrap your head around that. Um, so hopefully that will continue. If Seattle pulls sixty seven thousand, which is my understanding, what basically what CenturyLink Field yeah seats, that's more than the Emirates seats for Arsenal. It is. Yeah, this is an incredible amount of people showing up for a soccer game, and I believe they'll be the first ones to do it. But my question to you, Alex Kibler, mm-hmm. when Seattle reaches that point, which I believe is coming sooner rather than later, probably we're already seeing 40,000 show up for lesser games. Yeah. If you're the Seattle Sounders, do you start talking about building your own facility at that point? 
It's hard to say. I, you've got well, your lease. All, you've got your lease till twenty twenty eight, and also by that time, who knows? Maybe the Seattle Seahawks will want a new stadium. Yeah, I know nothing about wrestling. Seattle real estate. Let's put that up front here. But what I'll say is, one of the things that makes that stadium great is how accessible it is to downtown, and it is right there. And I don't want to belittle the numbers that Seattle puts up in their attendance, but I think that they would not be nearly as good if that was in a suburban or somewhere outside of town stadium. They just wouldn't be. Seattle, similar to New York in the sense that there is not a lot of available land that is undeveloped and unoccupied anywhere near the city center. Right. So something would have to go, basically, if you're going to build a stadium there. The oh, cent- if you can get the land, I think you build it. I think yeah, if you can I, get the land someplace, I think you build your own place. But that being said, They'd especially have to be in the city, if you start drawing as well as the Seahawks do, um, then I think you can leverage for a better playing surface and maybe eventually get to natural grass. And in case it's a moot point, and I have no problem with that building if it's natural yeah, grass. It doesn't matter if you're if you're selling sixty seven thousand seats. Then I don't have this issue about oh it looks empty or whatever. Right. None of that matters really. No, it doesn't matter at all. You just need a good surface there. Exactly. That's exactly. the last detail. But I could see a Seattle Sounders ownership group come the year 2020. So the lease isn't up, but you're you're selling you're you're selling out and you're doing that. You might start looking around and say, "Hey, why aren't we getting all of the dollars?" Yeah, yeah. Because we could. They, they could. Because yeah. we could. But it would cost you a fortune. I don't know what the Seattle real estate landscape is going to look like five, six, seven, eight years from now. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know what the local uh, politicians, the local voter base, what they'll tolerate. But it's an interesting thought problem to see that this could be a team that could potentially even push around any – I shouldn't say push around an NFL franchise, but could say we don't need an NFL franchise. Mm-hmm. We can go out and have an equally large stadium. Now, things that are nice, because I know we have to move on to other topics. We do. But things that are nice about the setup they have right now. Yes, it is near downtown. Yes, it is on public transportation. It's very easy to get there. I happened to go to a game there. It was very, very easy to get there. It's across the street from the Mariners Stadium. It's an area where it's like, this is where sports are. Right, exactly. A, a similar setup to what they have in Philadelphia, although notably not where the Philadelphia Union play. Right. But uh, the Eagles, the Phillies, they... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the Flyers, they all play in the same complex. It's a good setup that they have there. I could see why you wouldn't want to move. CenturyLink Field's in good shape. It's not that old of a stadium. It's outdoors. Fix the surface, and you've got it. You've got it going. You really do. You've got it. Those fans, congratulations to you. I hope it all works out. I think you guys are going to have a very good time. Just a really quick note here. Um, we talked briefly about the um, the impact de Montreal. And they're they're uh, yeah you like the French see I knew he was gonna get excited Ooh, about the French de and their success in the uh, Champions League the yeah. Concacaf Champions League an interesting development happened on Tuesday uh, Herediano which is a Costa Rican team beat Club America three nil at home Club America that is a titan of Mexican football it is and That's the only Mexico thing that I want City's uh, pride and joy yeah, right it is there. yeah and and the only thing I want to say about this is that if you are Montreal. What you want are for the big boys to lose because oh, if you want to get the Club Americas out of the way. You do not want to have to go to Mexico City and play Club America. Absolutely not. You would rather go down to Costa Rica. Oh, of course you would. Yeah. You'd rather go down to Costa Rica. Yes, on paper, it's a better win if you can beat Club America, but you would rather play a Costa Rica You want Rica the trophy team. in the trophy case, and you want as That's easy of a road to get to. there as you can. Oh, you, honestly, you would rather play against an MLS side in the final. Oh, of course you would. <laughs> That's what you would rather do. No such luck, my good no man. No such luck. Now, at the time of this particular co- podcast being taped, 
the Montreal game in Montreal is happening. It is. It's halftime. Oh, do you want to have a score? I do want a score update. Oh, my gosh. Uh, at Olympic Stadium, halftime score. Montreal 2, Alajuelense, nil. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, no. I... Let's go, Impact. Let's, let's go, go, Impact. Let's go, Impact. We're all pulling for you. I have to pull for you. 30,000 plus showed up in Olympic Stadium for this particular mm, game. Man. As much as I like to, you know, crap on Canada. <laughs> good Which on you them. do, yes. Good on them. They're showing up yeah. for a match that still the common fan doesn't understand what we're even doing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like the person off the street, like those NYCFC fans, bless them. I'm glad they showed up. They don't know what CONCACAF Champions League is. They don't, is. no. They no. have it's no up idea. To, it's up to us the to third, teach them. The third rail knows. Yes. You know, and people like you and me who go to that match know. Yeah. But those other, like, 30,000 additional people, I'm giving them 10,000 that know. 30,000 additional <laughs> people. You know, your season ticket holders probably know. But your 30,000 additional people, they have no idea. If you said, oh, we got a CCL match on Tuesday or on Wednesday, and we're going down to Guam. Of course not. We don't play them. But you're going Oh my god, I would totally go to Guam. I would go to Guam. Okay, cool. Let's go to Guam. We don't play them. They're in the Asian Conference. No, they're in Oceania. They're in Oceania. They play New Zealand. Whatever. That sounds like fun. You know, they film the Lord of the Rings there. In Guam? I did not know that. No, New Zealand. I know what you meant. I chose to go with what I like. So Champions League, if Montreal (laughs) makes it to the final and Montreal wins, I'm still counting that as MLS victory. I know some people say, oh, it's Canada, it's Canada. I don't care. It's the league, man. The league league won. The league won. And if it's going to be Montreal, then I'm going to go cheer But if Montreal. you're one of the 17 American teams in MLS. Get your act together. Exactly. I could not Seattle, say Seattle, how are you not there? LA, how are you not there? How did oh, Montreal man. best you? Okay. Before we go around the league, very briefly. Very briefly. We mentioned previously on previous podcasts um, that we were going to be sort of... Straight uh, Red. Er, last time on Straight Red. Um, we were going to be mentioning that we are going to sort of compete a bit. Uh, and what we mean by that is... We, we like to make picks like we're, you know, important and we understand soccer. But without, you know, repercussions for bad picks, mm-hmm. why make picks at all? Yeah, it doesn't so matter. So here's how it's going to work. Pay attention, Gingers. Here is how it's going to work. Uh, if one of us picks uh, the correct outcome of the match, we get a point. If we don't, we get no points. But the plot thickens when you add in if we pick the correct outcome and the final score line instead of one point. You get three points. So in week one, in week one, Jeff had six points. Not bad. Alex had five. Hey, Hey. squeaked by. Yeah, he did. And but, 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 But. that's three butts. Triple butt. That's gross. Uh, Week two saw us both be terrible, but I was slightly less terrible. Alex with four points and Jeff with three, which means as going into this weekend, we are tied at nine apiece. Tied at nine. Listen, Jim. Winner gets the podcast. Winner gets the podcast. Whatever that means. It's unclear what that means, but winner gets <laughs> podcast. Uh, okay. Right now we're tied. So we're going around the we're league. We're going around the league. Philly gentlemen. at home against Dallas Friday night, Unimas, 7 p.m. Oh, normally I would take the home team. Dallas looks really good. Looks really, really good. So the sake of keeping this interesting right out of the gate, I'm taking a Dallas a Dallas win. A Dallas away win. Okay, what's the scoreline on that? Real close, 2-1. I'm going to take Philly. That's a smarter choice. I believe in Philly. I'm going to say... Can you sing that dupe song uh, for us? What? You don't even know the dupe reference? No. He's not ready, Philadelphia. <laughs> He's not ready for you at all. 
<laughs> Keep in mind, Philadelphia, Jeff is on your side, even though I pick you to lose this game. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, two-one Philly. Uh, Saturday, New England at home against Montreal, three p.m. That game's on MLS Live and TVA. New England, New England wins. New England wins in front of the home fans. My friend Jack will lose his mind. New England's <laughs> going to win 2 to nothing, And here's why. Montreal is going to be so burned out from playing this Champions League game right now. They're not going to be ready to play outdoors. Keep in mind, they're playing indoors for the yeah. Champions League game. Yeah. They're going to be ready to play outdoors in New England where it's going to be cold. And New England is tired of being embarrassed. They have five goals against. They know they're better than that. If they can't win at home, this team's done. I think I think that New England will win, but I don't think it'll be super convincingly. I think they're still going to be tentative, and I think it's going to take a win to get the confidence back. So I'm going to say one nil Montreal. Uh, I mean, took Montreal. Me, one one nil New England. Pardon me, um, but I do. I think it's going to take a win and a shaky win to get them back on their feet. New England two, Montreal negative one. <laughs> You're not going to get some three points for that one, I'm going to say. All right, right I'll now. give them zero because that makes more sense. All right, cool. Colorado at home against New York City. Uh, live on Yes, MLS Live on Altitude as well. Colorado just traded away one of their best players. I have no reason not to pick New York. I have saying, to pick like, New York. Yeah, I mean, there there are games that I want to pick against New York City because I still think that their their fullback play is not up to snuff. But I think they're going to beat Colorado. I really do. I'm going to say 1-0 New York. Uh, I'll go with a one nil score line. Cool. I can't take Colorado. What are they doing? Yeah, I I don't know. I understand the player wanted to leave, but still. Yeah, uh, Orlando at home. Uh, that's also on Saturday, seven thirty p.m. TSN one uh, and Fox locally there, and Sun Sports locally there in, in Florida. Uh, Orlando at home against Vancouver. Ooh, Vancouver. I've liked so far. I have too. Even in losing efforts, I've liked yeah. Vancouver. Orlando, who I enjoy, I find Orlando very entertaining. Um, haven't been convincing, no, in their victory over Houston, and they hung on against New York. Right? They they should have put goals away in the first half. I agree. Didn't. Ooh, this is tough. Do we know what the attendance is expected at this game? I know it's not going to be sixty, but are they at least twenty? Oh, I think they're they're way above that. They've already opened up additional seats. Oh, have they? Yeah. Okay. Great. I'm going to take another draw. I'm going to take another home draw, a 1-1, uh, and question marks about both teams. Okay, that's fair enough. I think Orlando finally becomes a slightly more convincing. I'm going to say 2-1 Orlando. Okay. Uh, okay, Sporting KC at home against Portland. Away win, Portland. Oh. I'm, I'm going to... I've been taking KC for a while, and they've done me wrong. I keep waiting for... For sporting to show up and put it all together, but I'm I'm tired of picking them and looking like a fool when they don't play like anything. I have to take Portland just because I've been burned. You said two one. Uh, I didn't do a score line. I will take two one. I'll say and it won't be Dom Dwyer. I'm well. I'm going to say one one. I'm going to say a draw. I think I think Sporting can eke out a goal at home. I think Dom Dwyer will finish a goal finally. I mean, I just he will so. actually get One a lot hope. of goals this season. It's yeah. just he's starting poor. Yeah, Galaxy at home against Houston. Galaxy, Galaxy win. <sighs> yeah, I'll take that too. Galaxy win at home against Houston. I'll say two one. I'm gonna go three one. 
Ooh. I'm going to take an additional Galaxy. Game. I think Houston can hold the ball better than that, but we'll see. Okay, fair enough. Sunday. Uh, Red Bulls hun- op- uh, home opener this oh, Sunday. Oh, it's the Sunday? Yeah, man. Oh, Against DC. That's a, that's a rivalry right there. It's on ESPN2, ESPN Deportes. Good game. It really is. Oh, man. I'm going to do a high scoring draw. I'm going to really? do a 2 2. I think Red Bulls have got this one. I, I think I think finally the Marsh boys put it together, and I mm-hmm. think it's going to be two nil Red Bull. I think uh, Sasha's going to be uh, running guns blazing out uh, there. Guns blazing, yes. But I, you didn't know where you were going with that. No, sentence when I you changed started, it. Did you? Yeah. I changed it halfway. I he he was almost going to say a potty word, and then I was no, about to bleep I wasn't. It. Okay. I wasn't going to potty word. Where are you from? <laughs> West. Ern, Virginia. San Jose at home against Chicago in the night. This is the FS1. home opener of Via Stadium. The they curtain can't raiser. Lose, can they? San Jose against... wins. San yeah. Jose wins. And it's against Chicago who's letting me down so much. I'm going to say 3-1 San Jose. Ooh. 2-0. I'm giving zero Chicago goals. One of these days, Chicago's going to score a goal, and I'll look like I'm smart when I... Uh... Yeah, when you, when you give them... You give it's going to take a long time. It's San Jose's going to win that home time. time. Also, I'm just going to watch to see a Via Stadium. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I, I can't wait to see those people drinking. Uh, ways that you can get in touch with us. <laughs> no, get it. It's an outdoor bar. Yeah, I know. I largest. know, but I like that that's on your list of things you want to see. I want to see people drinking. It means they're having a good time, Jeff. Yeah, ways just, that you can get in touch with us. At Jeff is famous on Twitter. That's Jeff. At Alex S. Kibler on Twitter. That's me. Uh, at Straight Red Pod on Twitter. Straight Red Podcast on Instagram. Straight Red at iCloud.com. And Straight Red on Facebook. See, I've got that down. I Have struggled with it. Have we posted a photo since our Orlando trip? No one knows what we look like. They should. Oh, wait. Oh, we posted photos from Orlando. What are you talking about? <sighs> Jeff, what do you have anything else? What are you talking about? You're Let's a crazy... pretend it didn't happen. No. <laughs> I refuse to deny reality. Please? <laughs> Let's pretend it didn't happen. Jeff, what do you have for the gingers out there? Quiet time with Jeff. Oh, is this a new segment? I hope not. <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even know. The truth remains the truth, Mm -hmm. whether you believe in it or not. (laughs) Is that supposed to be deep? You just gave me quiet time. What am I supposed to do? I came up with something. Okay, go forth in soccer, gingers. Boo! You're fired. Clear out your desk. I noticed that you hid the hair dye already. No, I'm going to use it. Ah, okay. While you guys are doing it. All right, fair enough. But she's going to dye your hair. Oh, okay. Got it. What do we have? What are we doing? What color do we have? Anything but gray is the name of the color. (laughs) Anything but gray. (laughs) Why is that not a product? (laughs) I think we've struck gold. Why are we making this crummy podcast where we can make a hair dye called Anything Anything But but Gray? gray? Why are you still here since we broke up two minutes ago? (laughs)